0: Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. you found... Geek Watch 1.
1: Hey, Geeksters. I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch 1. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch 1. And... Uh... We're
2: still hiding, but it's getting better. I hear I hear there are um signs of uh, we're not as far away as people thought maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that's Vicki if you trust easy. what you're hearing.
0: <laughs> Can't trust anything you hear anymore. No. I know. <laughs> It'll be nice
2: when we don't um I mean like we've said before, Vicky and I we have to get out, we have to leave the house every day anyway, but for everybody that's actually locked at their house, it's going to be nice when they can actually just step outside for a little while, like when the weather finally breaks and it stays um, decent. And you can get outside, get in the yard at least, get some sun.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, people have been getting outside anyway, but the problem is with the weather getting nicer, people are going out too far. Yeah. Right? yeah, you know the the parks are getting busy and stuff like that. Honestly, I think they should just close the parks, block off the parking lots, don't let people in. Yeah, if you've got if you've got nowhere to go, you're stuck sitting at home. It'll make you stay.
1: That's true, uh, and and you know the. We The weather has to decide, like, is it going to be spring or is it going to be winter?
0: (laughs) Is it going to be snowing or are we going to have sun?
1: Kylan, we're in Ohio. We only have two
2: seasons. We have summer. We have winter. And then we have the two that are trying to figure out which one they want to be. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's true. I just keep saying that the weather that Mother Nature has, the COVID-19, can't figure out what to do. Or menopause. Same thing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy out there.
3: Feverish one day and next day freezing. The
2: mm-hmm. worst part is for us, we'll get two seasons in one day. Yeah. Yeah. So, what was it? Last week there was one day, it was um like 35 or 37 and snowing. In the afternoon, it was like 65 and sunny.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, but hey, at least the snow went away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I'll take that. What'd
3: get? Yeah, it was the day that my migraine decided it wanted to start coming on. Mm hmm.
1: That's the problem
2: because people who are sensitive to weather or to uh, pressure changes and stuff yep.
3: that drives mm-hmm. them bananas mm-hmm.
1: Me. right
3: because all I'm gonna <laughs> do is sleep and poor hubby's got stuck making
0: dinner
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm actually glad i'm I'm home right now because mm-hmm. I find I get pressure change effects more when I'm in high rises, that which is where my office is yeah oh so it's better that I'm home when these things are happening and I don't feel it as badly mm-hmm. oh yeah that would that'd be well I, I mean, yeah, it's higher up
2: officially, but it's still, I don't know, maybe the the um the weather controls inside the building, there's the climate controls, because there are a lot more pressure well, regulated and stuff trying to do they're inside drier. Yeah. Right.
0: And plus the building sways, and that doesn't help at all when the pressure's an issue. Yeah.
2: No. No. Yeah, the higher up. How far up are you?
0: I'm on the
3: 44th floor. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I'm only on the third floor, and I... I I hear the windows creak when the wind blows real hard, but that's it.
2: See, see, the pressure in and out. See, here in Akron, that's the top of our tallest buildings. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. You're only halfway up in yours, aren't you?
0: No, no. I'm only about uh, a dozen or so from the very top. Okay. It's 50-something floors.
3: Although, talking about that, um, we've uh, been doing, like, uh, DoorDash and stuff. Yeah. And mm-hmm. trying some new restaurants. And we tried a uh, Thai one and the food. Poor... I should have known better. The portion sizes were ginormous, and the food was so good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. They had um, the spring rolls, the Vietnamese ones, where it's like the fresh vegetables rolled up in the noodle. <gasps> they were huge. I did not mm-hmm. expect them to be, like, six inches long. Like, these things were giant.
2: It looked like a salad wrapped up in, to- in rice paper. They were ah. good.
3: <laughs> they were so good with that's the delicious the, peanut sauce.
0: To try so many local places because all the DoorDash and Uber Eats and that a lot of them have um, free delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so what we just. You just add that to the tip. Right. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's what we've been doing. Exactly what we've been doing. Mm-hmm.
2: So, and like you said, discovering new stuff is awesome. That one. There's a couple other ones we've found that, and with the zero zero delivery fee, it's like might as well go with that instead of going out to pick it up at a curbside. Exactly. And you're helping the uh, the local drivers and stuff keep their jobs, and they're getting tips out of it anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. uh, the only ones we pick up curbside is uh, we've started once a week going to our favorite local Mexican place because when you go curbside, you can get margaritas. Ah. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot they're starting to do that now.
2: Ours that yeah. we go yeah. to doesn't. Ours that we go to, you can't. Um, you have to a curbside. They don't have any delivery services. All right. So, but that's another one. I've noticed Chinese or Asian food and Mexican, you get a whole lot stuffed in that little box.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you sometimes
2: get even more than
0: if you were actually sitting at the restaurant. Maybe. Yeah. Because every time we order Mexican, we have enough for lunch the next day.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We usually, that's the same with us. We usually end up doing
2: that. Mm hmm So, I mean, um, we don't get anything for this, but Geeksters, remember, DoorDash, Uber Eats, and Grubhub are the three big ones, right? You can
0: uh, still, yeah yeah. If you go to their sites, you can if your local restaurants are there, <laughs> you'll be able to find them if you if you hit search. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: So you can um, get support your local restaurants. The big chain restaurants are going to still be there, but these local yeah. ones need help because they need to try to keep going during all this. They they depend on people being in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Well, no one can be in the restaurant. And right. actually,
0: keep in mind, even some of the chains. If you know they're a franchise, those are ones you should actually go to if you have the urge to have a certain like pizza or something like that. Because the, if they're franchises, they're locally owned; they're yeah, not right. owned by the main people, so that you're still supporting local going to some of them.
2: Right. So, have you guys done anything fun this week? Have you found anything new or?
0: Um. <coughs> well, we uh it just started up again. What we do in the shadows.
2: Yes, oh, I've what? seen like the first three episodes of the original of the first season.
0: Yeah, the mm. second season just started uh, this past week. Uh, they dropped two episodes on one night. That um, show is insane. Yeah, it's, it's, the second season is just as insane. It's, yes, it's, it's still hilarious. Good. Um, So yeah, catch that on FX if you're interested in crazy vampire stuff. It's based on the Takeo Watiti movie from years ago, mm-hmm. um, okay. Mockumentary. It's the same style in the show.
2: I believe that's also available on Hulu now because almost everything from um, FX is on Hulu now. The next day, yeah, I
0: think so, um, and uh, I know I watched uh, just yesterday. I finally watched *Brightburn* because I noticed it was on HBO.
2: Yeah, that wasn't mm-hmm. that, that was interesting. I mean, it wasn't my favorite movie in the world, but I, I I liked the concept of it. It was cool.
0: It is definitely an evil Superman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's kind of why I liked it because uh, mm-hmm. it's what it should have been. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was it took so many things directly from Superman, like. You know, he was a kid who fell to Earth. They kept his spaceship. He discovered it, and then everything went wrong. Mm-hmm.
2: So, and, and the interesting thing is, they actually had it like um, all the circumstances around him were um, the same as with Superman. Like his parents were farmers that were raising, trying to raise him right, and all this stuff. And then um, it just he made the decision to go the other way. Yeah,
0: as a child, voices told him well, yeah. to do that. You know, it kind, of, it kind of, and, it, and in a way that was just like Superman. Like it was the voices that led him to the fortress and right. taught yeah. him things. And um, I, I like see. I've watched other James Gunn horror movies, and it was very, very much like his usual horror. This is a little more a thriller, but it got kind of gory. But yeah, um, but yeah, the the James Gunn horror, all of them end not happily. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mm.
0: so they all I, I forget the name of it but there was that one in the office building where everyone had to kill each other to get out Yeah. and it ended up being a social experiment and it didn't end well either was um, that, so, no, wait, that no wait no I'm thinking
2: the one from um, Shyamalan the devil or whatever the one it was. was Cube I think the one she's talking about is Cube or, Cube? or something.
0: Wasn't no was it no it, um, oh, it's an office Cube I think was an apartment building this was an office building okay um, but yeah it ended up being a social experiment and it didn't end well but uh
2: Some of those are my yeah. favorite horror movies though sometimes. Like Cabin in the Woods was awesome.
0: It doesn't make sense that it should all end happily. Like you don't <laughs> you know, all this stuff has gone wrong. And so in Brightburn, <clears> the, <throat> the messages the kids are kid is getting the whole time is basically taking The Belko experiment. Belco experiment. That's, that's what it, it was
1: called. You beat me to it.
0: <laughs> so uh, so watch that one too, if you if you kinda like it, sort of horror, but yeah, it's uh it gets kind of gross and nasty as people look for essentially office supplies to kill each other with. Huh. Uh, so if you've ever hated being in an office, it's a great movie to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Bright, Boom was, a- Bright Boom <clears throat> was actually, um, but I'm glad I didn't pay to see it in the theaters because I had thought of going to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of glad I waited, but uh, it was enjoyable enough for, you know, sitting at home to watch something.
1: So I guess now, yeah. like I was looking like, if you looked at the, if you watched the bits at the end, well, obviously the kid, the news reports. Yeah, the news reports. So Obviously the kid continues his reign of they terror. They couldn't stop him. But yeah. so were there other like others like him? Because it almost no. seemed like
0: the he was the only one. It was just Brayburn.
1: He was the only one. So in the report where the person was talking about the person that could swim underwater and all he stuff. was
0: talking about ridiculous like urban legend things. Ah, he, okay. This is out there Which, and that's out there. And that
2: well, you got to think yeah. though, in a world that has him, that those urban legends may actually be other exactly. powered beings.
0: I mean, they only had footage of the kid, though. Right, right. But the thing is,
2: stepped out and said, "Hey, this is me."
0: Yeah. The thing is, only the mom knew how to kill him, and once she was killed, they had no idea how to kill him because only the mom knew the spaceship could take him out. Yeah. So (laughs) that was it. He was taken over. So there you go. If you don't like happy endings, right? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, that's kind of. We actually saw a show that did have a happy ending, because I saw um, last night we watched that "Never Surrender" the Galaxy Quest documentary. That oh, was okay. fun, okay. and I didn't know Vicky had never seen Galaxy Quest all the way through. Ah, so we watched the first three minutes of that. I found that out. I was like, "Wait, stop!" We went back, watched <laughs> Galaxy Quest, and then watched the documentary. Yeah,
0: you got of have to watch the movie, <laughs> well, because it was a
3: time oh, frame where I was what? in college, didn't did have TV or any of that. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> I was a poor college kid with like nothing. <laughs>
2: That's right. some The late nineties for Vicky and I both. It's spotty on what we saw, what we didn't see, because I was working all the time. If she was in college. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's plenty of stuff in there that I saw little bits and pieces of, and she, same so what, thing for her.
0: I, I, that's the same for Kylan and I. Just throughout <laughs> the '90s, mm-hmm. yeah, just just based on where he was living, where I was living, stuff we may have seen or not, mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm.
1: we we're into. So, yeah. I was going to the club a lot. Yeah, um, so he wasn't so watching a lot of movies. I wasn't watching a lot of movies. <laughs> I, I was hanging out, hanging out with mm. girls and dancing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so there that was me more the
3: early, the early two thousands uh-huh. <laughs> work.
1: So go out, have a few drinks, go to
3: another place sober, and go back to work.
2: Mm-hmm. I got um. Did, did, that I was surprised. Huh? did that
3: many times? Huh? that many times?
2: Yeah. Ugh. But um, I was surprised on on the Never Surrender. I didn't re- I didn't realize Harold Ramis was actually on to direct that to re- to start with. Ah. Uh-huh. And they in the studio, I guess, wanted Kevin Klein to play the commander. Oh.
0: Okay.
1: okay.
2: I don't. I don't know. And watching that, it's like I don't know. Tim Allen. The thing we I noticed, I talk, told Vicky before um, and then they mentioned it in the documentary is um, Tim Allen has kind of a, um, <laughs> if you squint real hard you can almost see a um, William Shatner look to him
0: yeah mm-hmm.
2: which made it perfect for this and then his comedy timing you know what I mean makes it even better
0: I could see him que- I could see them questioning him in the role though because he wasn't really a, a movie comedian like he wasn't really a movie no, star yeah or I Henry mean Klein. Been the movie star. Well, he had right. Santa Claus
2: before this, and that was his only movie.
0: Yeah, that was. He was yeah. just
2: coming off of Home Improvement,
0: right? Exactly. I mean, so. people knew him well enough. Mm-hmm. Right. That's you know that's why they were able to pick him. But
2: I guess he and Alan Rickman didn't. um... They didn't argue. They didn't have any major problems. But you said they said you could tell Rickman wasn't ha- wasn't uh, Tim Allen wasn't his favorite person on set. But it was a different. Uh, a, 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 and a, for everything that I heard was that it was just their different approach to acting. Alan right. Rickman was a theatrically trained Shakespearean actor that moved into movies, and Tim Allen was a comedian who stepped into it. There's a totally different take on how you do this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and Rickman did, just had the personality and the, um, the feel about him of a Shakespearean actor that you have to take it super serious, and you gotta, you know what I mean? That's, mo- most of
3: the English actors are mm-hmm. like that, I told you. So so, we're talking about that.
2: It was a, it's a good documentary. <clears throat> it's on Amazon for free. For, it's just called Never Surrender, if you want to just see the story behind this, because this is a movie that they never thought would really do much anything else. And it, people yeah. are still loving it now.
0: A lot, of, a lot of people are really into that movie. For me, it was just like I saw it once and whatever. But, um, yeah, a lot of, it's one of those kind of cult movies. People are really into it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the cool thing is they actually had, um, in the documentary, they had a couple of the Star Trek Next Generation actors in there that they were loving this movie. They said, this is something we should have done. <laughs> because it basically <laughs> was that. Uh, right. Will Wheaton's in it all throughout it. But that Will's one of us. So, yeah. you know he's going to get into it. But Brent Spiner was on there. Um, LeVar Burton was in there 1.2, I think. So, uh-huh. it was fun, though. But other than that, I don't know. Vicky's like you said, you've been reading. No. Yeah. I got... Um, lots and lots of reading. I worked a little bit more through Cthulhu, and I'm working my <coughs> comic books more still. So, I got two more volumes of uh, Lock and Key. I'll be done with that. And I just started on Faith, Volume 1. So, I could check that out. I want to... Just because we've talked about it on the show, and... Uh, I have comiXology right now so might as well catch up on some of the ones we've talked about.
0: I think exactly. The Boys yep. is going
2: to be next. Okay. So cool. but um what do we have housekeeping for us? I saw it, you posted some stuff yesterday about um cafe what what's Charlie called his new place? 388 388.
0: So yeah. what's going on with that? Yeah. Um well actually this week uh early well last week earlier in the week we one day we ordered lunch from, from uh, Charlie's from – it's basically all through Cafe 88 now, um, but it's still Stray Dog. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ordered lunch from him. We got, we got a, a couple of dogs and a couple of pickles, and um, it was dropped off. And then uh, they, he posted on, like, Wednesday or Thursday that they were going to be doing Friday night dinner specials. And basically, there was a lot of different like pasta combinations where it was going to be an entire family-sized tray um, for a price, and then for an extra extra few bucks, you could make it a meal, and it would add garlic bread, salad, and fountain drinks. And uh, and so we went ahead and tried it. We got uh, we ordered the lasagna. Not surprisingly, it you you do get a choice. You can order it like whatever time of day you want, and. That you can order it cold to actually cook yourself, um, or you can order it hot and ready. So we decided to do hot and ready. And Not surprisingly, it takes a little extra time, because obviously these big pasta platters take time to cook. So uh, you have to understand that if you decide to order this, if he does this again on this coming Friday. Um, but yeah, so we ordered that, and we made it a meal. We got a big salad with it and everything. And because we got the dinner, we also ended up with a free order of homemade cinnamon rolls. Ooh, oh nice that, yeah <laughs> and uh, so basically they were um it gave you the instructions for them they were they were made but not baked so that uh, they were all they were in a round pan and it gave you the instructions about you know keep them in the fridge and then let them sit out to get to room temperature about 15 20 minutes and then bake them for about 20 minutes so mm-hmm. we did that for Saturday morning so cool. we had we had uh, cinnamon rolls from from Charlie from cafe 388 for breakfast on saturday morning so yeah so it all worked out really well if you want you know you, and you will have leftovers obviously it's just yeah. the two of us so we had leftover lasagna let me tell you oh yes.
1: <laughs> yes wow and
0: he had he had choices if you're a vegetarian he actually had a vegetarian lasagna we got the italian sausage lasagna um and he has a couple other he had one that was uh that involved chicken breast and mac and cheese mm-hmm. and then he had another one that was like uh it was another kind of vegetarian one because it was portobello mushrooms with pasta and uh, garlic and olive oil and that kind of thing, that sort of dish. So, well,
2: we know few- from, we know from Con on the Cobb, he's got some good vegetarians um, options too from our um, when we did the burlesque show. Yeah,
0: and I mean, he's got him on the the regular lunch menu and that too. He's got vegetarian options. He's out, He's got salad and wraps and that kind of thing. And he has he does have veggie dogs, I think too. So mm-hmm, I yeah. believe so. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so so. Check out Cafe Three Eighty Eight. Uh, obviously, the link will be in our notes. But check it out on Facebook um, to see if he does a posting for this Friday as well. Um, if it went well, he obviously probably will. But uh, I don't know how well it went for him. Yeah. So, well,
2: we'll I'm have to call up thing. and ask.
3: That
0: sounds really. <laughs> yeah, good. we may have
2: to do that for lunch next Friday, or for dinner next Friday.
3: This coming but- Friday, yeah.
0: But we can tell you it is super yummy. Like, the mm,
3: lasagna
0: yes. was so good. Um, so, because the oh, one
3: he good. made with the porbello and the marinara was amazing. Because his mm-hmm. porbello was like butter. It
0: was so good. Right. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So, he has good He has good choices. And if you're looking for a family dinner and want to order in. And it is free delivery. Yeah, for yes. For local Akron. So. And you if go. you're in the
2: local Akron area for delivery, don't be surprised if when you order it, Charlie Murphy doesn't show up to your door.
0: That's what
3: he did for Bart. <laughs> he delivered Bart's lunch when Bart ordered... Um lunch yeah last Sunday Bart
1: ordered lunch from him
0: when we got when we got lunch when we got the dogs earlier in the week it was Charlie who drove up in the van for dinner it wasn't but but, for, but he for delivered
1: the uh, rolls though
0: I think he delivered the rolls yeah yeah because the rolls were actually delivered after the dinner because they had they had made them
1: yeah mm-hmm. so.
0: nice that's but cool so, so there you go that sounds
3: really, awesome
2: really good well, check out our buddy Charlie Murphy with stray dog Akron or cafe 388 search it anywhere and you'll find um, Charlie he is awesome so, yeah. um, check all that out. Also, mm-hmm. uh, the easiest way to actually find him is to go to, um, www.geekwatch1.com. Find all of our friends, uh, all the guests we've had, a lot of the friends of the show that we've had on the show. We have listings on there. We have listings for our sponsors or anybody who actually helps us out. Uh, check out all the links to all the different, uh, places like entertainment earth. And, uh, what is it? What's the
0: t-shirt ones we have? Well, T public because we're on there. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but none of it costs you any extra and you can get your collectibles and t-shirts and things. And they just give us a little thank you for sending you to them. That's right. right. So check that out. That's geekwatch1.com. And now Miss Dawn, what's going on in the rest of the world that's not involved in this stupid virus?
0: <laughs> well, a couple of things are virus related, but we'll get to them. Yeah. Uh, but as for, uh, for some other stuff, we, it was confirmed this week that, Sam Raimi is going to be directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness.
2: Oh, that could be fun!
0: There, oh yeah, there have been some rumors about it previously, but they, yeah, he finally confirmed it. And not surprisingly, soon after that news came out, um, <laughs> Bruce Campbell started strongly hinting at wanting at least a cameo. <laughs> and you know what's
2: going to happen? I mean, Bruce grew up with Sam Raimi and all those guys. They were grow. They were like kids in junior high and high school together.
0: Speaking of Sam,
3: we watched Tim Cook.
2: Yeah.
0: Quite honestly, I don't think Sam Raimi can have a movie without Bruce Campbell in no. it. <laughs> yeah. That and his brother. I mean, his brother and also. like the first
1: Spider-Man movie. Yeah, he, exactly. He's, like, he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, his brother Ted's in all of his movies also.
0: <laughs> right, see? So he's going he's to be there. Well, it's just like all the directors
2: have their friends. James Gunn. If you watch his movies, yeah. there's certain guys that are in every one of his movies. His little brother's another one that's like that. Yeah, that's in all of his stuff. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Um, we also got the date for the seventh and final season of agents of shield it's returning on may 27th uh the announcement featured an image of the older shield emblem which got kylan all excited <laughs> <And> <laughs> wasn't surprising considering the whole time time travel thing that happened um, and uh, they also released a little teaser featuring Agent Coulson, which was pretty much what the end, kind of the end of the season was. Mm-hmm. Um, so that wasn't too surprising, but it was kind of cool to see it again. And in, uh, in movie release news, because we'd been talking about having such a small summer box office at this point, uh, Disney did decide to move Pixar's Soul. It was one of the few that was still left in June and now it's actually been moved to uh the almost the end of november. Okay. Hmm. So we've got almost nothing left in june at this point. Yeah. <laughs> but <it's laughs> not surprising cuz i think people aren't going to be going anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Well that's the thing is is like when they decide they want to open the theaters and stuff you still have to have enough time to get the marketing up and running.
0: Well yeah. And and people aren't necessarily going to want to congregate in theaters right away. There will yeah. be a lot that will, but quite honestly, I'm not going to the movies after they open for at least a couple of weeks. I, right. would, <laughs> I
2: would not be surprised to see when they decide that theaters are allowed to open for the first couple of weeks, we start to see some re-releases. Yeah. Stuff that pe- they want to toss back out there. Maybe some of the stuff that we've had from earlier in the year that got mm-hmm. cut short, things like that, so they, um, they can slowly start to get people in there, but get the marketing machine going for the big new movies.
0: Right. Right. Because... Because we don't have any kind of specific dates, and it's, the, the other thing is it's going to be state by state, so they can't really have a massive rollout saying this is going to be in theaters, mm-hmm. and then the states don't actually have their theaters open.
2: Right. So, <laughs> we could actually see a, um, a surge in um, re-releases of some old classic movies, like the ones that uh, like Fathom Events would put out, things like that. The ones that yeah, people exactly. are nostalgic for.
0: Fathom might actually be already working on it because they do so many of them and they have the rights to so many of them. That's mm-hmm. true. That, uh, so we're seeing like
2: Goonies and, and Indiana Jones, stuff like that.
0: Right. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, another kind of movie related and related to what we talked about recently. Um, Kevin Smith is teaming up with Postmates for to create takeout movie meals.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs>
0: Now, if you remember any of his movies, Moobies is the fast food chain with the cow. Mm -hmm. And and they're actually creating something around this now. It's going to benefit No Us Without You, which is a fundraiser providing meals to families in need affected by the virus. And later in the year, they're actually going to have a pop-up Moobies restaurant in Los Angeles. So Mm -hmm. this is really just happening in the Los Angeles area because it is a delivery service. but. Um, a movie meal will be available, is available for delivery actually right now if you're listening to us in California from April nineteenth through the twenty-fifth. Um, the meals include Moobie's messy lasagna sandwich. Oh my gosh. No idea what it is. Um offered with a side of hater tots, which is <laughs> direct from the reboot. Oh yeah. And and the one we all know and love from Mall Rats, chocolate covered pretzels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So each meal includes a little toy surprise, which is actually a uh, reboot card autographed by Kevin Smith, and card holders are entitled to preferred seating when the pop-up opens later in the year. Okay. Well- so when he announced on his Instagram post, Kevin Smith said, if you've ever seen Dogma or Jane Silent Bob Strike Back or Clerks 2 or the reboot, you've seen fake people eat a fake fast food joint. Now, be a fake person eating actual food from a real restaurant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing is, if you've seen Clerks 2, the restaurant's already designed. They already have everything ready to go. <laughs> they know what to
1: make it look like.
0: They've got the uniforms, yeah. they've got the advertising. That's the logo. right. It's all there.
1: And with that, we cue the music Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt. And ma, actually, ma. they had.
0: When we went to Jane's Silent Bob's Secret stash out in Red Bank, they had a big movies sign in the they shop. They did. They sure yeah. did. So they actually have all the stuff still. <laughs> so there you go. If you're in California and you like Kevin Smith's stuff, I, and I have no idea what's on that messy lasagna sandwich, but
1: I got an idea, but I could be wrong. A,
0: a lot of meat and
1: cheese tomatoes and meat
0: and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and They'll probably have um, –
1: well, actually,
2: anybody who's been to Melt around here, they have a lasagna um, grilled cheese.
0: <laughs> that's true. If you want more carbs than your body can possibly yeah. handle in this – go- God-
2: I think they call it The Godfather or something like that. <laughs> it's like – yeah. gar- it's on garlic toast and stuff. It's interesting. I've not had it yet, but yeah. it looks really good.
1: That's not the same one that I get, the one with no. the mozzarella sticks and everything. No,
0: on.
1: that's no. a different
2: one. Good God. That was so – <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that place – You even the person with the biggest appetite has to take some home.
0: Yeah, there's leftovers all the time, but okay. So um, in other movie news, um, movie slash comic news, uh, Netflix and Boom Studios have come to a deal. They've uh, inked a deal for First Look for live action and animated series from Boom. Um, if uh, you're, you're probably familiar with the name, may not know some of the franchises, but they actually do The Once and Future and Mouse Guard and Lumberjanes. They have quite a range of things. Um, a lot more in, in the way of uh, like a YA or sometimes younger audience, but they do some more mature stuff as well. <laughs> the CEO and founder, um, Ross Ritchie, and the president of development for Boom, Stephen Christie, will actually executive produce all the shows developed through the Pact. And though it marks a new partnership between Netflix and Boom, they have actually collaborated in the past, including on the graphic novel series that came out of Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Okay. okay. So that's another one that's familiar. So that that's kind of a cool thing. And, of course, we know that Netflix kind of needs all the new content it can get at this point with the competition.
2: Yeah, yeah competi- <laughs> in this last year, competition has gone through the roof for them. Exactly. exactly. It was. Like, it is all within one year almost that it all is releasing. Like the only one that's not out – or there's two of them that are still coming that we don't know when because HBO Max is not out yet and Peacock is still supposed to be coming.
0: Um. Now, which one was it? Is it – one of them said they were still going to go with their May release date.
2: Probably I, HBO Max, because HBO Max, I think most of their stuff is ready to go already. They just hadn't hit the launch button yet. Yeah, so. Peacock may so, be still be working on stuff because they released some um, trailers for some of their stuff. I guess they got the new Punky Brewster show coming. Yeah. Or, um, it's not a relaunch, it's actually like continuation <clears throat> 30 years later or whatever. And there's a new
1: save by the bell that's coming to that.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I
1: chose not to watch trailers. I've not seen any, them. I've not seen it yet a, either, but I saw the, that they were the, there. Bell one because there's this awesome scene where uh, uh Slater is talking to uh talking to the kids. And I think one, one of them uh is um Mark Gosler's character's kid. I don't know. And the other one, well, okay, so anyway, one of them is Mark's kid, and the other one is Jesse's kid. And he said, and he's talking to because the two of them have been fighting, and he says, Well, you know. Sometimes you just got to know when to say when because, no, I was really in love with somebody when I was in high school. And come to think of it, that was your mom. He said, <laughs> but then I end up hooking up with somebody else. Come to think of it, that was your mom. I was like oh. – And the guys so, like looking at each other like –
2: I'm like, oh, I got to watch this. See, I didn't, I didn't know this was a continuation. I thought they were actually just rebooting it.
1: No, it, it's a continuation. Yeah, also, oh, that... a lot of the
0: original cast is on it. Yeah. yeah. That's even better. <laughs> later and, about so basically it basically makes it They're doing basically what they did with all the Degrassi shows Yeah, yeah. When they had Degrassi the next generation yes. where The kids were actually now the teachers and stuff like mm-hmm. that
2: When Saved by the Bell was new There was a lot of a lot of comparisons between that and Degrassi Because it was supposed to be the same type of show Even though the, you couldn't do a Degrassi in America
0: No, no. you couldn't cause, no. Cause It was, about actually,
2: it was really... as close as you could get to that style show On American TV
0: I, I have never watched Saved by the Bell. I never planned to, so yeah. you can watch
2: it. I watched it because it was a Saturday morning show.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's just it. You had If you had nothing else to watch, you gonna watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and uh, not surprisingly, the news we've all been waiting for and knowing was coming, San Diego finally confirmed that Comic-Con is canceled.
2: Okay. Uh, it's canceled Comic-Con, or removing it?
0: This year is canceled. Wow. Um, Comic-Con International made the decision to cancel this year's Comic-Con in the interest of public safety. um, After basically everyone said, what the hell are you doing? Why isn't it canceled yet? Yeah. Uh, So basically it returns to the San Diego Convention Center in July of 2021. So it's canceled, but they haven't said they won't release things online. Yeah. But basically, boom, they've canceled the con.
1: That's what I wonder. What does that mean for Dragon Con? Because I'm still seeing plans for Dragon Con to continue.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, that's Labor Day.
2: That's far yeah. enough out. That, that's like that. Um, for us, looking at us, something like a con on the cob is probably still going to happen. But you got to think, those late in the year cons may be five times the size of normal because no one was able to go early in this season.
0: And that's going to be a problem. And that's yeah. why I'm not going to any cons through the end of the year. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Mm-hmm. So not. we'll have to see the, how this shakes out. Right. Um, the interesting thing is that all the marketing, because for a lot of, um, especially genre stuff that we fun, have fun with, not just movies, but movies, TV, comic books, regular novels, Comic-Con is a major part of their marketing push for the year. Yep. So wh- how's that going to happen now? Or how, well, what mean, are, how are they going to do it?
0: The thing is, Comic-Con is, it, if anyone pays attention to it, we know that Comic-Con is not comics. It really has very little yeah. to do with comics. And it's a pop culture media convention. So the biggest part of Comic-Con is people meeting the actors and stuff. So that's not a huge deal. That doesn't happen, no big deal. Oh, but God the other big sucks. part of it is showing the trailers and such. And with the screwed-up schedules anyway... Right. No one's really worried about that at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I <laughs> wonder know? if they might decide... Because they got two months to figure this out still. Are they going to decide to do something like what Wizard World has been doing and start to do a virtual Comic-Con?
0: Well, that that's just it. They... it's likely they had to cancel now for the sake of various contracts. Yeah. Because there's only a certain point you can get to before you can't go back on the contract and Mm -hmm. they would lose money. So, um, they, obviously because of not knowing all of this was going to happen, you wouldn't actually have something in the contract that requires someone to show up in some form. So they're going to actually have to get new contracts with all these people that may have shown up, all of these celebrities. and, kind of renegotiate things to see if they can get them online and to see if they can still have, I mean, a lot of them would have had it blocked into their schedule anyway.
1: Right.
0: So they could just be like, okay, sure. We'll still all get together on zoom and we'll do a panel that you can record and then release. Right. Yeah. You know, whatever. Well, it, um, as as it, it's easier for doing. everyone anyway. They're just sitting at home doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of cons have been doing. Well,
2: like... we've seen that. Um, for us, it's not as much the on-screen celebrities, but for us, the, we know some of the um, comic artists and their writers and stuff. And looking at things like... Um, for them, a lot of times, they don't know until a week out whether or not they're going to actually be there. Right. right. Because we've seen That's that true. for New York Comic Con with a couple of guys. Um, like, with Wookie Radio, we know John Tyler Christopher. A lot of times... It's still a month out, and he doesn't know if Marvel or anybody's going to have him at New York Comic Con. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have it well, blocked then, off. They know they want to go, but they don't know if they're actually being brought in. <laughs> now, I'm sure the celebrities and, I mean, with, have a big they know, but a lot farther out.
3: No, the celebrities right. don't. It's their managers.
2: Yeah.
0: With writers and artists and stuff, it makes it difficult to not have a con or to try and do something online. Like, writers could read pieces of their work. Yeah. Or right could you know show them drawing some stuff but the thing is a lot of people like getting things autographed and they like having you know getting commissions with the artists and it's mm-hmm. not something you could necessarily do virtually because right. i mean like, you could awesome. do that with art at any time you could you could contact an artist at any time even a comic book artist or whatever and try and get a commission from them some of them have it on their website they have openings at various times during the year yeah you get commissions so it's not something special to do it around the con, you know? So, it's going to make it different, and likely I can see them getting panels for, you know, for comics in the sense of having the company talk about certain storylines, or certain characters, or things Mm -hmm. coming out, Yeah. the same way they would with certain television shows, getting the stars to just talk about behind the scenes, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, we'll we'll have to see if they announce anything. For the moment, though, they have just said it's cancelled. Okay. So... Um, the last thing I have is good news based on bad news we reported previously that um, Diamond Comics has sent a letter to retailers and publishers laying out plans to return to distribution of new comics to the comic book stores. Um, it, obviously, it'll take some time to ramp things up. Um, but the here's a bit of what the letter says. With health and safety of employees, retailers, and customers a top priority, we need to be very deliberate about how we restart and scale operations. While there are many steps and considerations that need to happen between today and resuming distribution of new weekly product, we are currently targeting mid to late May with the hope that as an industry we can work toward that time frame. We've started the planning process and are having these important – conversations with publishers and retailers, so once we have more clarity, we're in a position to restart and scale operations over time. Our intent is to restart the weekly process once we've worked with publishers on a new schedule for product releases. Product that was originally scheduled for release on April 1st and 8th will be distributed over a longer period, allowing publishers to work with printers to deliver new product without further interruption. Retailers will be able to adjust order quantities making sure they're receiving quantities that make sense for the current situation in their stores. Okay.
2: Well, I did see, I guess, um, as of April 29th or 28th, DC Comics will be shipping out. Uh, not putting a lot out, but they are putting new stuff out. But they're going with U.S. comic distributors for the moment, just right. until Diamond gets up and running again. Because I know I got my the list of um, what's going to be coming. Um, and then the comic shops are still officially closed. But like we said before... Um, over the shop I go to, he's in the shop every day, so he can do a hand you through the door as long as it's already paid for. Right. So he doesn't actually yep. open the shop at all, but you can see, but it's, so it's like, we, that's part of what I was talking earlier, that we're seeing there is a light to things starting to get moving again, but it's going to be a slow start. Like, DC, the first week, they have four books coming. Right. So, I'm not sure when Marvel's going to get up and running again, but as of right now, we're getting there.
0: Marvel, Marvel decided to just wait, wait it out with Diamond through okay. this um, instead of kind of spinning wheels and trying to find their own distributions because I know they actually told some artists and writers to kind of go easy on how much work they were doing.
2: Yeah. Don't get too um, much not, of a backlog.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not to necessarily stop. but um, And even, you know, with Diamond – Catching up those first couple of weeks, like they said, they're going to spread them out because getting things going again means publishers really have to ramp up the printing press, which takes uh-huh. a while to get all these things out. So they, they already have things sitting there waiting to be printed, and uh, and they don't want to – the other thing is they have to consider customers because you know a, a lot of people are out there who, who don't have a chunk of money to spend in a given week and are used to spreading their comics out over the space of a month. Yeah. And now they're going to be coming in on one day. And, like, you know, it's like some people can't afford 50 or 60 bucks in one day. So. So, yeah, so it, 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 it'll it be interesting. And like they said, they're doing this in the hopes of mid to late May based on, you know, all the other reports that are coming around. So it's still a wait and see, but yeah. they're coming.
2: So, But it does show that there is a light coming. There, we are, Every is, they're not planning on this taking forever. <laughs> they're right. trying to figure out a way to get us moving again and still stay safe. Exactly, exactly. So do we have any other news before we move on?
0: That's the only news I had for this week
2: cuz we get to move on to we mentioned last week we're going to be talking about Tales from the Loop and from in my opinion this was the first really unique sci-fi experience I've seen in years cuz I don't th- can't think of anything else I've seen that was like this
0: right yeah it's definitely different definitely
2: and and it's weird cuz usually a show when they, when they um, put a show out you get the answers to most of your questions this I think sometimes leaves you with more questions than when you started. You start off wondering what is going on. By the time you get to the end, you're still wondering, wait, what's what's going on, but what's going on with all this other stuff also?
0: The the thing is though, this show it it may it may leave you with questions, but the questions don't even matter. Um like basically through the through the whole the whole sense of it, it's like these things are happening, but it's just it's part of everyday life and whatever, we move on. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, it's not, it's not big questions like you get with something like Stranger Things or, or Black Mirror or something like that. Like, you're not questioning things as to, wait, how did that happen? What ha-? It's like, it doesn't matter. It just, it happens. People accept it. They move on. Yeah.
2: That, well, that's the one thing I noticed in this. When all this weird stuff happens, like someone will disappear or someone will be gone and come back years later. The people that live in this town just take it in stride and keep moving. Would it's ex- like, this yeah. happens all the time. What you expect from Ohio? Yeah, what you expect from a small <laughs> town in Ohio?
0: <laughs> it is that was, That's always the funniest thing when the show starts out and you find out it's set in Ohio. It's like, of course it is.
2: Wait, <laughs> Ohio must be, for most of the people in the rest of the country in the world, the just most normal Midwest <laughs> generic s- state or something.
0: Yeah, where everything messed well, up happens. Yeah. Titans
2: was like that. It huh? was Titans? Teen Titans? Yeah, Teen Titans started in Ohio.
0: Yep, there you go. An According to Buck, and- the vampire player, there's a hell mouth here. So Yeah, yeah.
3: I think we have a couple of those. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we have like but-
3: every cryptid imagined in Ohio.
0: Yeah, people like to think so.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so basically okay, first of all, Tales from the Loop, it's on Amazon. I think you mentioned it earlier, but yeah. um uh, it's based on an art book. This is part of what makes it different. It's not based on stories, it's based on images. Um the, the main art book it's, it's based on is from 2015, so it's relatively recent. This is not an old piece of art that it's based on. Um, and it's a Swedish artist, which explains the weirdness. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also
3: the beautiful um, forests and background.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, he's, he has amazing landscapes. Like Basically, that's what his paintings are, his, his art is. His, it's landscapes when you look at it. It just happens to have something odd in it. Yeah. (laughs) That's the only way you can explain it. It just happens to be this lovely landscape. It looks like a peaceful day. Kids are playing and there's, you know, this Mecca in the background. Yeah, (laughs) out of nowhere.
2: All three of his, he's got three art books out. All three of them are like that. And just a different, one of them um, is more of, looks like a dystopian uh, Blade Runner type future.
0: Right.
2: Then there's this one and there's one other one. I'm looking them up now to see the differences.
0: (laughs) The, uh, like we said, it takes place in Ohio. It's a fictional Ohio place, but it really could be anywhere in Ohio. Um, but it, the the neighborhood is built above this thing that everyone calls The Loop. There's like an organization named the company that runs it, but everyone calls it The Loop. And it's a machine that explores the mysteries of the universe. But they don't really know where stuff came from to build this thing. It's CERN. Yeah. So that's one thing. <laughs> it's like... Where'd it come from? Well, you oh, get to well, see the echo. There. The echo
2: is why it's there, but we don't know what the echo is.
0: <laughs> but yeah, but we still don't know where it came from.
2: Exactly,
3: it's probably God you know, particle they accidentally it. come upon. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly, it's kind of like you know why is it? There? And the other thing that gets you about this show right away is that it's it's a late late seventies early eighties setting. So in a sense, to to me, anyways, it had you could almost call it tech punk. It had like a steampunk feel to it because. All of this tech was in a in an age that it shouldn't be in.
2: Yeah. Um, well, we watched, you know, I, we watched some of the behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, because actually, if you w- watch this on Amazon, if you uh, – do you know how the X-Ray feature on Amazon Prime yeah. videos? If you kicked up, they actually – for uh, the first episode had two scene commentaries. And there's one for each of the episodes after that. There's like ten of them total. Okay. And uh, part of it was – the first one was that house that the kids live in in the beginning they said right. they looked – they made sure they could find a house that looked like it was um, retro enough that it was very future for the 50s for the first episode. And then once right. you get to the 70s, 80s, it looked like it could still be modern, but you're not sure. It was like a house that would be ambiguous that you could see from the 50s all the way up through now, and it'd still be there. Right.
0: Yeah, it kind of it kind of throws you off. Um, I think obviously that's the point of all of the episodes is to throw you off somehow. But um in the beginning you you know, you start out with this little girl and it seems like a normal little life. And then suddenly her house isn't there and her mom is missing. It's like what what? <laughs> like, and later on you
2: see the effect of the house floating up into the sky piece by piece.
0: Yeah. And that weird that little cabin where everything's floating upwards and the house mm-hmm. is floating upwards. It's like Okay. Mm-hmm. So that it's kind of like, okay, we're prepared for the weird and then I mean, we don't want to give too much away, but there's little well, twists, and people are connected in ways that you didn't expect them to be connected. And the girl mm-hmm. being watched by the robot, yeah,
2: yeah, that robot you see from the beginning all the way through.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, and so it's kind of like the because I, I watched a, a bit of an interview with the artist, and he he talked about when they were developing this show, and he didn't he didn't want it to be a, a sci-fi technology show, like he. He said sci-fi is like so broad and so big and you can put so much in it, but it always comes down to the people. So he wanted to focus on the people. He wanted a show about people. And that's really what the show is. When you sit there and watch it, it's like kind of like an everyday drama. Mm -hmm. It's just people having their lives and there happens to be one thing that's happening that throws it totally off.
1: Yeah. and like the technology is just matter of fact for them.
0: Yeah. We were saying that earlier.
1: But it's, I, the other thing I like is that even though it was, uh, so you get to feel that this is like the 70s, yeah, 70s early 80s. Yeah. Uh, but it's sort of like this, what we pictured the 70s and 80s being with you no know, computers and all this other stuff. Yeah. That it never was. But it's sort of like if it was, this is what we thought it it's would like be. It's like
0: in turn of the century that when they pictured how 2000 was going to be and everyone had a flying car and rockets and mm-hmm.
2: right. space well, suit. The other <laughs> thing was if you look, they have all this future technology. Like the one guy has a cybernetic hand that's like awesome, like futuristic. But if you look, the computers they had, the couple of computers you see on their desks are like old IBMs from like yeah. the 80s yeah. or 70s. Yeah.
0: The, computer, so, the computers <laughs> are actually – actually match the time frame. Right. It's the it's the tech that they got out of the loop, like whatever came out of that, to be able to create the mechs and the hands and mm-hmm. the hovering tractors mm-hmm. and and the time stopping thing that that girl had, like right. that came out of the loop. So that kind of, that was what puts it out of place, yeah. And, yeah. And like
3: which also how, makes
1: like, you like, think of
0: Black Projects. Just,
1: yeah, yeah, and like all we see is how it affects. This town in Ohio, like, is it like that everywhere? Yeah, is it? Did it spread beyond? We don't know if it spread beyond. That's we one don't. of those
0: questions that it's like, oh well, whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: we don't know how far it went. It might be yeah. just this town, and everyone else has no idea this is going on. Right. Well,
2: like Vicky touched on earlier, though, the weird thing is at the end of each story, like, there's a big question for each story. Like the the first story with the girl, she obviously got ju- bumped ahead because we see her as an adult then, but yeah. they never say how she gets back to her time or what happened to her from there. She just, at the end of the episode, she's gone. It's like, wait, wait, how'd that happen?
0: (laughs) Yeah, she gets gets raised by someone. Yeah. And she eventually meets the guy whose dad runs the loop. Right. Eventually. The only time (laughs) you
2: do see what happened was um, the kid in, what was it, the second to last episode when he crosses the stream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you find out, okay, that's why he actually moved in time because the stream was running when he stepped through. That was actually a portal there.
0: But it still makes no sense.
2: Yeah, well. Right.
0: (laughs) Then, it doesn't have to, because you
2: know, this wasn't based on stories. This was based on art.
0: But yeah, and then at the same time, you also find out what happened during all those years he missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's, was cool. That's funny. whereas, whereas, like with the little girl, it's like you don't need to. You don't need to know how she was raised, because obviously she turned out okay. Right. So I kind of feel like I didn't need to know that.
3: No. Yeah. Well, that and with the little girl, we don't know anything about if, if the father was in the picture. Right.
1: Right. But with the little girl. Kind of got something that she didn't get as an adult was that sense of closure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because no, the well, you know, all you know is that m- her mom didn't really want to be a mom, and yeah. she's gone. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: and the interesting thing though
2: is if you watch that episode and watch the adult Loretta at the beginning and at the end, and then for the rest of the season for that mother, she changed after meeting that little girl. Yeah,
0: because mm-hmm. well, because she- the, the the little girl told her that her son said the same thing about her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. She's like, wait she a minute, that,
2: I turned into my yeah, mother.
0: Yeah, she wanted right. to, you know, the, she had to let her son know that he was more important than that. Right. And, uh, but like the whole, really the, the essence of the whole show is about, it's not necessarily about family, although that there's bits of it because you're really following a couple of families the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's mostly about connection. Mm -hmm. It's like connection to each other, connection to each other's lives, Mm -hmm. and then how all of these things connect as you're going back and forth in time. Mm -hmm. And like you didn't realize in the one episode at the very beginning that that was the guy who ends up with the cybernetic arm by the end. Right. Yeah. You know, at the very beginning, you were like, okay, when's this taken? Like it it had no it had no sense of time to it. So it was just like I'd actually asked Kylan at the beginning if those were the three boys who took the girl's doll because it was three of them. Yeah.
2: I well, that's, and- I started. I was like, "Wait a minute! are These three brand new characters? Why?" Like, right. um, episode six, are we getting introduced to new characters?
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, then you realize, oh, that's him as a kid. We went back, and yeah. So, yeah. and
2: also, if- really, the interesting thing is, this is really a kind of a different take on an anthology series because all the yeah. stories yeah. are separate, separate, fully integrated stories by themselves. You don't have to see anything else, but they are the similar characters. They're the same characters. There is a thread that connects them all together. But they are totally separate stories. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, because from what I heard, critics got three of the episodes to review, and they were not consecutive episodes. Okay. So when they reviewed these, obviously they could recognize characters from whatever the first one was that they viewed. But they didn't realize just how connected they ended up being. But for them, they could still review them based on the stories themselves in those three episodes. Mm -hmm. So it – it, it, they're one that you can definitely watch on their own mm-hmm. out of order for that matter. Cause honestly the order wouldn't even really matter that much based on how they skip back and forth so much. Right. Um, but I think it helps to watch them as a whole from episode one onward. Like mm-hmm. it just, it gives you more of a sense of the story and more of a sense of the connection mm-hmm. by the time you get through all those episodes. Right. The
2: one thing I did notice going through this whole thing was, um, like I said last week, that this before we even saw this, that it looked like um, a totally different type of sci-fi. Because sci-fi anymore has gotten to the point where it's an action in a future world, or something yep. futuristic happening in an action movie. This mm-hmm. is a very much more cerebral. But I keep going back to this was based on art books. This is a very beautiful. This is basically like um, art on screen. Uh, Vicky actually yeah. found what was it? Netflix has that art, that live live art or whatever they call it. Where they basically sit there and you watch monkeys in the in a lake for a while, and that's it's basically just live action art. Right. That's what this felt like. Mm-hmm. In the um, the future stuff that's put in here, they used both puppetry and CG, and it's seamless. You can't tell where the CG is where it's not. It looks like that should have been there the whole time.
3: Well, that and they did several different. Um, even the video part was art, like when the way they were videoing everything. Yeah, it, the mm-hmm. graphics.
2: And if you would actually read through the books, Tales from the Loop and his other two books, there are paintings in those books that are shot for shot directly onto the screen. It wasn't yeah, just it, inspired by this. The painting is sitting there on the screen.
0: Yeah. It basically was like, because we're familiar with it, when we watch a comic book movie and we see an exact panel from the comic book on screen, mm-hmm. it's like that kind of thing where you get the sense of, okay, we know where this came from and they've created something around it but with this because the they're really pastoral paintings they're they're um you know the the landscapes of them are really like serene and calming it's just the the atmosphere they created for the whole show is also fairly calming it's just a matter of fact Right, neighborhood kind of thing with families, and you know, oh look, there's a mech patrolling the front of this <laughs> dude's yard. Yeah, you know,
2: <laughs> that was awesome. The, the the scrapper thing. Yeah, yeah. So I was
0: getting annoyed at him though, wasting money like that. But anyway.
2: Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, you see that, but then you um once you realize what's going on and how they like they lost their son already, they, this something's happening. They think they're going to lose their and it, you could, it, you make sense for this characters. You actually feel what's going on because these are all the people's. Yeah, these are all the smartest people in the world. They're working at the Loop, this place that does experimental physics, but they feel like they're your next door neighbor. Yeah, right. You know all these people.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and the other thing is that that's another reason why it's it's good to watch these ones in order. Actually, because of these two families and what happens to the sons, um, at at one point because you kind of have to know through all of this, you're thinking. Are they going to go back to the way they were? And by the end, they don't, but it's still – there's still a a redemption of sorts for the one who decided he didn't want to switch back. Well,
2: that's – when you were mentioning the James Gunn in Brightburn and how it doesn't have a happy – this here, it doesn't technically have what you would expect to be – like a happy ending would be they get back to – everybody's happy and they live their lives. And this, it's like – but it doesn't have a – sad ending. It just has a, like a, almost like a real life ending, which is weird to see in a show.
0: Right. And, Cause and, this just it ha- life moves on. It, it happens with all of them though, because you have the one with the, 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 two sons and, and swapping. And then you have, you know, the kid who flashed forward in time. You have the guy who was the guard who went to the alternate universe. <clears throat> right. uh-huh. Like all of these people, some things happened and things did not go back to quote normal.
2: Yeah. I'd- but I was wondering they, going into the last episode if they were going to actually do something that tied up some of these, and it doesn't tie up any of it.
0: No, no. It's just kind of like this is this is life. So this is you don't you don't get the happy endings all the time and things just happen.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what I given that things are so unique for this town, maybe that sort of thing happens more often than you think. You know, people disappear and it's
0: and that that's the that's the thing about this show. It's, well, we know there's a lot more artwork that could be explored, Yeah. but because you're really focusing just on a couple of families, primarily, even though you have another one, you you know, you have the the Asian girl and her family as well, but you primarily have the two main families. There's a lot more families in this town. There's a lot more things that could be happening. So they haven't announced a second season yet. I thought
2: they did announce that they are working on a second season. They're writing it now or something. (laughs)
0: Oh, they had they have not announced an official order for a second season. Okay. The the creator said they have plenty of ideas for a second season because you have so many other families and so much other technology and so much other stuff from the mm-hmm. loop that could happen.
2: And the cool thing is the environment that they're in, they actually filmed this in, in um, Winnipeg. Yeah. They're saying how at the beginning how cold it was, but if you look – this could have been shot over six weeks because of the way the climate there is. They could have had cold and snow and ice, and three weeks later, it would be like Ohio where it's nice and not warm, but it's warm enough that it looks like you're closer to summer. Right. Yep.
0: That's Depending the way on when you put it. Is. I've been
2: there.
0: Huh? <laughs> I've been there. I know how Winnipeg is.
2: Oh, it is cold. I know. I've know. i never been there, but I know it's cold.
0: <laughs> I've, been, I've been there in the winter. Oh. And that, that's one of those places where they literally do say, yeah, but it's a dry cold. yeah it's one of those
2: places Uh uh-huh so but it was cool because i don't know how much um it seems like you hear they film in winnipeg it's like you always hear in canada it's toronto or it's um vancouver or it's like i don't know how much has actually been filmed there for international
0: yeah not not a lot but the fact is winnipeg is good for the sake of giving you um like some small town feel in their, in their s- suburbs and stuff like that, as well as being able to have lots of fields and open spaces. Cause they've got some farming in that there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it gives you them wanting these different climates as well as being able to have the, the atmosphere they wanted for all the different kinds of scenes you had. Cause you had the woods, you have farm life, you have scattered houses, you have, uh, kind of like the suburban community, you have a bit of everything, and Winnipeg mm-hmm. is good for that.
2: well, that's what was cool watching that it was uh, and they pla supposedly they placed it here in Ohio. Ohio is like that too well that's why a lot of yeah. films film here because within an hour or two you can get all kinds of different looks and feels and scenery
0: i think I think maybe it was easier in Winnipeg because there's less population,
1: well, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> less people so <laughs> I have to admit, when they said, I'm like, Ohio, really? Yeah, that's what we
0: said right at the beginning. Yeah, of course it's Ohio. Why would and then say,
2: I'm watching that giant lake. It's like, there's no lake that big unless you're up on Lake Erie. <laughs> right.
1: Right. <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. But no, it- Which gives you a sense of, it, it It makes sense considering, like, those giant silos where the loop is. Mm-hmm. Like you could almost see that, and because those fields are pretty big, They've, those vast fields mm-hmm. up there around the lake, you could see it. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, okay, I'm I'm alright with that. <laughs> and like was, somebody actually kind of had an idea. Well, if we put Ohio, it, it, it wasn't like supernatural where it says it's in Canton. You're like, that's not and it doesn't Canton. look
0: anything like Canton, right? <laughs> yeah, so,
1: <laughs> this does look like it could be in Ohio.
0: Yeah. Yes. Midwest, so, basically. Yes.
1: Midwest. And um,
2: the nice, the fun thing is, is they went through um, and they said actually the scene, the one where they froze time. Yeah. The mm-hmm. um writer producer was talking about how um, the the um visual effects people had to go through, and actually they had five or six people watching it at the same time for motion because they had to freeze everything that was there. It, they weren't green screened in there. They were actually walking through doing this, but they had to right. go in the background and um and actually digitally freeze everything in the frame except for the two people. Right. <laughs> it's like, so they, they actually, he said they had a team of people watching the show, looking for anything that's moving. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it would be easy to do it at just green screen. You know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, they, that's not the way they did it. They did a lot of physical on this, which was awesome.
0: And plus it makes it easier in the end. Um, you know, in, in post-production to not have to have a lot of time to spend on on effects and that kind of thing. You're just kind of cleaning up and doing some mm-hmm. basic editing. Right?
2: Or adding in, like, the little bit of CG, like, um, robots, stuff like that.
0: Right, right.
2: And that, that little robot that Jacob gets put into, it, it kind of tugs to the heartstrings when you see the end of the, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Well, they,
0: they made it... They almost made it cute, you know? Like, it had it had kind of that a, a cute robot face. Yeah, it was just mm-hmm. cute enough. Yeah, so it, it made it likable and endearing, and and he had that attitude. Like when you when you first saw the first episode, you saw him in he he had almost like that hide and seek kind of thing going on, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it, it made him endearing. I mean that that was kind of the point. You didn't realize how much of a point that was until you find out what happened.
2: Right. Yeah. So it just everything in here was just interesting, weird concepts that and um, the three the, like scenery jump ones. The first one, the one where he moves to the parallel dimension, and then the last one is the, the whole time when it when something would change, you're like, "Wait a minute, what changed? Was this a time jump? Was this I didn't the guy that switched to a parallel world. It didn't even click in my head that it could be a parallel world cuz we hadn't dealt anything like that before."
0: Right. Right. And that's just it, like every every episode has a different sci-fi thing. Yes. You know, you you have time travel, you have an alternate universe, you have um, stopping time, you, like there's all everything is different, yeah. and you don't know what to expect, right? And I think well, that that honestly kept me watching too.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I guess also that big sphere, the echo, was not actually in any of the artwork, but they had said it would, They needed something to be a cause of what they're all the experimental things that are in fringe science that is being done. Right. So they had the they had the concept of the particle accelerator, which is basically what the building the loop is, right? But they needed something. To give them a reason to be there, not just a particle accelerator. Right. right. So, and um, they they did lean um, a lot into the Eastern European and um, Scandinavian side themes of the painting some. With like, if you yes. look at the police, their van is an old Toyota van, but it's a Toyota minivan from the early 80s.
0: Well, and, right. and volvos are involved a lot. Yeah. Volvos all over the place.
2: Well, they said even the police uniforms. Instead of going with the blues and blacks and grays that you see in America, they went with the um the more like khaki and green, which is yeah. more right. of Eastern European's colors.
0: Yeah, it was it was all about it was all about atmosphere and kind of like if you think about it, that going with the khakis and greens and stuff, it blends into the background, mm-hmm. and it it's more it's definitely more artistic than just uh blatant black and white sort of thing right. suddenly there. Yeah, we, so a lot. Of- a, a lot of the the atmosphere is created by the the color choices because it's artwork.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, we keep going back to that. This was basically um, art on screen. Yeah. And you you almost don't even need the story to see what's going on here. It's like that that it's awesome. The story gives you a reason to keep watching. Yeah. But right. that's not what this is about. We've t- said that since the beginning. This is about how beautiful this sci-fi world could be on screen. Right. It,
0: it's interesting just to watch, even if you're not. Getting into the story just it to is. watch
2: it. Yeah, some of the reviews I've seen it it seems positive. I'm am hoping this gets um a lot of views on, so that yeah. they don't actually move on. And because like we said, this is a seems like a new concept first um for a television show or even a mm-hmm. streaming show. And yeah. Amazon mm-hmm. seems like the place for that because Amazon has done this with a couple of other shows that were are an interesting concept that you don't think would be accepted anywhere. Yeah, right. So sure.
0: I mean, streaming is good for that period, so. Mm-hmm.
2: This is the type of, what's awesome is going into the future, looking at Amazon Prime, looking at um, Net, or Netflix, the two specifically. They're going to do more and more of this, I think, of mm-hmm. trying something different that the mainstream networks, since all the networks are running their own services now, okay, what can we do that they're not going to even touch? Right. What, what are they going to be afraid to do? Not,
0: not just a reboot of another series or, mm-hmm, right. or a continuation or a rehash or just yeah. whatever, like something different.
2: Like I said, what are they going to be afraid to do? Let's do that. Exactly, and which is what a lot of um, a lot of classic sci-fi fans and stuff are going to love this. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, honestly, if you look at it, it has the feel of Dune, kind of. Like, yeah. If, if you think of some of the bigger, like the movie versions, the cinematography behind Dune, right, and and just the atmosphere of it, like there's there's a lot of action in Dune, but really not. Much when you can compare it to other sci-fi. No, oh, yeah. If you, so read, that,
2: if you read the book Dune, it's all political thriller.
0: Exactly. Right. Speaking so like of you that, got, we just when, saw the you're looking at it on screen, there's a lot of atmosphere to it, and that's kind of a little bit. Some of this kind of reminded me of little bits of Dune because of just the atmosphere of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that that yeah. like you said, the the ones who like the classic sci-fi like that are going to definitely get into this,
2: which actually works because we just saw um, this week. Uh, um, some first shots from Dune that we're getting in December. Trailer. The new movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got a trailer. I think was we just it, got first looks. Was
3: it So, was it was enough
0: to see some of the characters? Yeah. Oh, character looks, yeah. Well, they, they want to let you know it's a star-studded cast and all mm-hmm.
2: that. Well, then, if you look, it looks like Dune. Dune has been done a couple times, and you really can't change the look much because it's described so well in the book. You have to make it look like what the book says. Absolutely. Or close. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But...
2: So, what else we have for Tales from the Loop before we um, before we wrap this one up? What do you think? Was there anything else you else. found?
0: I think, it, it, I think, it's definitely worth watching. You're gonna, yeah. <laughs> you're at home find, trying to find things to watch now anyway. So, mm-hmm.
2: and it's one even. This is one you could actually put on in the background too, that while you're mm-hmm. doing something else, because the story is not as much as the visuals.
0: It's not. Yeah the the story is not like. Yeah, there are things that you question, but it's not confusing. No. Like generally speaking, if you just accept the fact that there's technology and weird things are happening, mm-hmm. the story itself is fairly straightforward. Of just these people going through their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's not it's not confusing like a lot of sci-fi can be. If you're not into like the hard actiony spacey stuff, this is probably the show for you. Yeah. Right?
2: Mm-hmm. and actually, the, what, this just clicked in my head. What it does remind me of also is some of the slice of life anime. Because there's mm-hmm. a whole genre of anime that's basically just telling the story of someone's life. Nothing, no huge action is just them living their life.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. It, but
2: and a lot of times it's in a science fiction style world because it's anime. Right. Right. This is very much has that feel. So people that like that type of anime would, may love this.
0: And and actually, if you like family dramas, just your average family drama that's that's on network television, you could probably is, yeah. get into this because really it's just family drama. It's right. Just, you know, it's got the sci fi edge to it, but. This could actually open up a bit of sci-fi for people who think they're not into sci-fi. Right, yeah. Because of the family stories mm-hmm. behind it. So, I, so this- I, think, I think it was good. It was worth watching.
2: I totally agree. So check this out, Geeksters. Let us know what you thought of it. I'd like to see what people actually thought about the about this. We've You've heard what we thought. We watched the whole thing. Um, I watched all this behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, YouTube actually has a couple of videos also. So check all that out. Then uh, we have anything else before we wrap this up today? No. Nope. Yeah. That's it. Okay. So Geeksters, like I said, what did you think of this, um, of Tales from the Loop? Do you have the book? Did you know about the art before this? Let us know. You can get a hold of us at www.geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere, all social media. Look for Geek Watch 1. If you move Geek Watch 1 into a search bar and don't find us, Miss Dollar will take care of the problem.
0: Remember, this was set in Ohio. I have access to the Loop.
2: That's right. She works for was it MC E L E P or something like that? It was Mercer Center for Experimental Physics. I
0: can't mm-hmm. talk about it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, that was another thing. Is like these people are working at this experimental facility, but it doesn't seem like anybody's like not able to talk at all about what they do. Like yeah, when the kids like, ask picture? what they do, they're like, "Oh, I just do physics."
0: <laughs> yeah, I picked this up. I got this. Whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're like not hiding what's going on in there much. It feels like CERN. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's top secret Ohio. <laughs> uh-huh.
2: yeah.
0: Which wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> you know
2: what it is? They, in this world they replaced Wright Patterson Air Force Base with this.
0: <laughs>
2: the you- <laughs>
3: Alliance Armory.
2: Yeah, oh no, the Ravenna Armory. That's Whatever. What you're about. But, Whichever um, one. Yeah. But you can also email us with all your um, questions and comments at geekwatch1 at gmail.com. Like I said, let us know. We want to know what you thought of this. You can also, we are proud members of the Tangibound and Weebie Geeks um, podcast collective. at um, Tangiboundnetwork.com and weebygeekspc.com. And then so for Kylan and Dawn and Vicky and myself, just remember. No matter where you go, there you are.